Welcome to A Love Like This. I'm Abby. I'm Paige. And I'm Ben. And we are so glad that you are here. As we sit down each week with some amazing guests and close friends, our hope is that you would be encouraged to take heart in the troubles of this world and would start living a more abundant and fruitful life. I have to say, it wasn't cool of us to drop off the planet like that. But at the same time, I've got some seriously exciting news. I got engaged. And you know, I've been thinking a lot about how amazing God's timing is. And well, that's all I wanted to talk about today. So stop looking at your watch. Stop checking the little Spotify, Apple Playhead thingamajigger that says the timestamp. Just look up, check for God's timing because you are right where you're meant to be. So guys, I think I've probably told this story maybe 150, 200 times in the last month, but you know what? Who doesn't love love? I wanted to share the story of my engagement. And I know that sounds really cliche and lovey-dovey, but you know what? God had his hands all over the experience. And I just thought it'd be really cool just to share it and have it on record and be able to look back and also take something away really, really important about faith. So why don't we start, you know, at the beginning, Adam and Eve. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm going to skip all the boring, ringy, lovey-dovey, that type of boring, boring, boring stuff. And I'm going to cut to the Sunday before I was going to propose. Mind you, this whole time I was lying to pretty much everyone I encountered, my family included. I think God will forgive me for those little, little white lies. But there was one person I told my plans to, and that was my good friend, Jared, who we had on the podcast a little while ago. And I told him because I really needed a hand. I had this idea in my head that I wanted to execute and like any engagement, I was, I was pretty nervous. I didn't know how I was going to pull it off, but somehow we found a way. Just for a bit of context, every year, Beck and I go away for our anniversary, which was eight years, by the way, and I'm only 23, so that says a little bit. We will be high school sweethearts, as they say, but we go away to this place called Turon Gates every single year. It's amazing. I feel like I'm doing that weird Instagram geotag thing, letting out like a little secret that you might not know about, but you know what, guys? It's an amazing family business. It's this like wildlife escape. There's tents there. You can camp there. It's amazing. And so strangely, it's mine and Beck's, I'll call it a special place, but it's also the place where Mia and Wes, who we also had on the podcast, kind of found their little bit of Kindle, bit of love. And it's also where Abby and her boyfriend, Tom, found their little bit of Kindle and their little bit of love. And that actually worked in my favor because I used it to lie to Rebecca And kind of get her hopes down that this was the place that I was going to propose because who wants to share their special place with their siblings, right? But little does she know that place is my special place and the girls can go and get their own special places. So jumping back a little bit to the Sunday before, I was hoping to propose on the Tuesday. And mind you, Turon Gates is a three-hour drive away. So it was a bit of a commitment on my part. And I'm going to say, I'm going to pat myself on the back a little bit because, you know, credit where credit's due. But I'd organize with Jared, I'll be at your house really early in the morning on a Sunday, right? We both had to serve at church later that day. So we had to get in, get out as quick as we could. I said to Jared, I'll come to your place, you know, early in the morning. He lives about half an hour away. On my way there, I'm like, you know what? I really got to get gas. So I filled up the car. I walk inside, I go to pay. And the lady says, I'm so sorry, sir, but the FPOS machine isn't working currently. And that's fine. Normally you'd pay cash, right? Typical millennial, I have no cash. She said, no, it's fine. We've got one of those old credit card machine thingamajigs. That's fine, except that my debit card doesn't have indented numbers. It's just a flat card. So that didn't work. So she said, you know what? There's actually an, an FPOS, an ATM just around the corner. 
you know, obviously didn't let me get cash out because it was one of those random service station scammy ATMs. So I said, look, I begged with her. I said, I have to come back. I've got to go get cash out from McDonald's or somewhere like that. Mind you, this whole process probably took 20 minutes and I was already pretty late and pretty flustered. So I got in the car, drove to next door to another service station. They said, sorry, so you can only take $50 out, but I needed more than that. Ah, I started to get a bit more flustered. I drove to McDonald's. McDonald's was a massive cluster. People had trailers. It was, I think it was, a, uh, there was just stuff going everywhere. People were ordering bacon and egg McMuffins, <laughs> hash browns, left, right and center. It was crazy. Such a cluster. But I ended up getting to the window. I got the cash out. I drove back to the service station. I lined up for another 10 minutes, handed out the cash, paid for it, all good, ready to drive away. When I realized that she'd entered all my details into some system and she kind of stuffed around with the receipts a little bit and I had no evidence that I paid. So I went back inside, lined up a little bit longer, got the receipt. Finally, I was on my way and this took, mind you, hours and hours and hours. Felt like it was probably only about an hour or two. I get to Jared's house. I pick him up. We have this incredible drive to Turon Gates. You know, we laugh, we talk, we enjoy each other's company. And it was actually kind of impeccable timing because we just bumped into the owner as soon as we got there. Had we not passed, we probably would have wasted a bit more time, but she was lovely. She totally let us just carry out and do our thing. And that thing was hanging some beautiful fairy lights around a tree um, next to one of the glamping tents that Beck and I stay in. And man, it was just fun. You know, me and Jared were climbing trees. We finally had perfect weather. It parted. Thank gosh. It all just kind of unfolded perfectly well. We came, <laughs> came home after all the events of the morning. We were stressing and stressing because we had to serve at church and we were so, so late. I get there after all the panic and I realized I wasn't even rostered on. I had looked at my calendar wrong. God's good timing number two. All that stress was for nothing. I have to remind myself everything is the way that it's meant to be, not to stress. Anyway, all went on, all went out without a hitch, right? It was perfect. Wonderful. The Tuesday comes when Beck and I go away and I've got it all mapped out in my head. Okay, I'm not going to do it on the first night. I'll do it on the second night. I've got a third night as a backup, but the Wednesday night's the night that I really want to do it, right? So we get there, we have a lovely day. Mind you, this whole time, I know that Beck has seen this tree before and I know that she knows there's not fairy lights on this tree usually. I get through the first afternoon and the first, first night just fine. But the next morning, Ben, there are fairy lights on this tree outside and guys, my heart, my anxiety started to absolutely race because remember, she has no idea that any of this is happening. No one does but Jared. And, you know, we actually went out and checked out the fairy lights and they weren't plugged into anything. And this was so weird. And she was so bummed because it would have been so pretty. Little does she know that I'm kind of controlling everything here. Anyway, it's super, super, super windy. The weather is not cooperating. And my plan was to make it a bit more organic, right? I wanted to be out there having a campfire. I wanted to play nice music and then kind of pop the question, you know, in a bit more of an organic way. Anyway, we really wanted to have this fire outside. The wind was still not ideal. It was freezing cold. But I said to Beck, you know what? Something's just telling me I had to, I had to do it. Something was telling me that I had to do it. So I said to Beck, all right, let's go have a fire. She was out there distracted trying to, you know, start a fire with the wind going crazy. And I'm screwing around with my camera in the distance trying to get the shot, but there was nothing to pull focus with. And when I said, actually, as a videographer, when I go back and I see the clips, I just, I hate them so much because I know there's so much wrong with it, but it ended up being pretty beautiful anyway. And as I was walking back, I turned on the fairy lights, wind's going crazy, right? Like tears coming down my eyes, not from anything but the wind at this stage. Beck's fully distracted by the fire and I'm calling her name. Anyway, she finally realizes exactly what's going on. Um, she comes over, I wrote her a letter, you know, I went through the whole schmozzle, I popped the question, there was tears, hugs, it was amazing and lovely and special, 
but that's not the incredible part, right? Afterwards, I felt a little bit bummed because it wasn't exactly how I'd planned it. And I think that this is a really good lesson when we try to impose our own expectations on the way that things should go and not trust God in the way that he knows they should go. And I thought that was really tricky because it was windy. Again, it wasn't how I wanted it. I wanted it to be a bit more organic. I felt like I'd forced the situation a little bit, but I knew that if I didn't ask that night, there was only one more chance that I was going to have. And you know what? The next day I have to say it was probably one of the most beautiful and happy and peaceful days of my entire life. We just spent time together. We went canoeing. We had a siesta and a picnic. And what was really special is that my pop, my dad's dad passed away. And what always reminds my dad of him is a kookaburra. And as I was sitting having this picnic, there was a kookaburra right next to me, um, which if you guys don't live in Australia, it's a really cool bird. <laughs> I hope you all know what a kookaburra is though. And then you know what? It was just this most incredible day. And later that afternoon, we had a fire. It was exactly how I wanted it. It was beautiful light. It was a lovely afternoon. The weather wasn't crazy. There was no wind. We laughed. We loved each other's company. We listened to music, but we had neighbors this night. And so I think it would have been really, really awkward if I popped a question with some old man and I'm pretty sure it was his sugared baby because there was a big age difference on their deck looking at me ask this question. So again, that just reaffirmed number one that I made the right choice the night before. But you know what? I still wasn't content. It was just too nice of an afternoon that I wish I'd done it on that day. So again, I was kind of beating myself up a little bit. But as we're sitting there by the fire, we're talking and we're laughing. I'm not someone that tends to get overwhelmed with emotion very easily. Um, I, I like to think I'm quite in touch with my emotions. But as I'm sitting there looking at my now fiance and my best friend and the girl that I love, I look at our tent and I'm looking and thinking about how amazing our day was. And behind our tent, I see this huge, huge vapor trail you know those things that planes leave behind when they're flying? More so though, I saw this incredible pink sky that had this line painted directly above Beck. And I have to give a bit of backstory, right guys, because to you, a vapor trail is just a chemical reaction between what happens when a plane flies through the air, right? But for us, they actually have this really profound meaning um, in the form of a Godwink. And we've spoken about Godwinks on this podcast before. Um, Squire Rushnell wrote this incredible book um, called When God Winks at You, and it's about those little moments in life where most people would call coincidence, some people call it signs, whatever it is. It's when those things happen that seem so coincidental that it's almost as if God gave you a little wink, just like your grandpa or your dad would at a dinner table, right? It's pretty special. And so for us, our signs from God and our God winks always take the form of these vapor trails. And again, you can kind of think what you want about it, but there's been so many instances in our family's lives and when we've been going through difficult times or when we've really, really needed God's affirmation that a decision was correct, then we see these vapor trails. And guys, you have to remember in this instance, the skies were so gray and so moody and dull. I thought I was in like Harry Potter, Prisoner of Azkaban or something. It was so sad and neutral for the past like three days, right? It was just those bad weather kind of days. And for this one moment, there was no clouds in the sky. It was the first time I've ever seen a colorful sunset at Chiron Gates. And there it is, a vapor trail above my fiance. I'm not lying when I say this, guys. I started to cry and I started to sob a little bit, to be completely honest with you. I think it was a bit of an emotional weekend. I was just so overcome in this sense of confidence and love, but not so much love for my new fiance, but love for God and, and such a trust that everything that happened happened exactly how we wanted it to happen. 
and I've never felt so much content in my life. And I actually wrote about this afterwards that I want to look back on this moment and just be reminded as to just how much I have to start to trust God in every single moment of my life. And as much as I want to share with you guys, you know, my engagement story, what I really want you to take away from this is that no matter what season of life you're in, no matter how easy it seems, no matter how hard it seems, no matter what decision you have to make, no matter if roads are closed because of floods like they are now, whatever it is, no matter what inconvenience pops up in life, you have to remember that God's got you. It's all on His time. It's all on His watch. He has mapped out your whole life and knows exactly what decision you're going to make, when you're going to make it. Thank you for listening, folks. I hope you enjoyed this episode and can start to appreciate how amazing God and His good plans are. His timing is absolutely impeccable. And I apologize again for the little sabbatical we took. But what can I say? I'm engaged and who doesn't love love? Have the best week, everyone.